1: Well, I've started an interview series called You're Not Alone because I kept running into people in my practice and other ways that were going through things and they they kept saying, I just feel like I'm all alone. But I knew they weren't because I had been involved in conversations with other people that were going through similar things. So I thought it'd be nice to produce an interview series where I can interview people and have that information out there for my listeners to be able to know that they're not alone in what they're going through and have a chance to listen to see what other people have gone through and how they made it through, what helped them in their dilemmas, uh, things they learned along the way, things that were helpful, things that were not helpful, and that type of thing. And I've done a couple interviews before, but today I'm excited. I have a, a new guest. Her name is Anne Hintz. And Anne grew up with uh, two alcoholic parents, actually found her mother dead in her bathroom when she was about 19 and had to struggle through uh, critical voices in her mind, critical speech that she had later identified came from her dad. Anne really was amazing through all of that and grew and has YouTube videos on emotional freedom techniques and wrote a book called A Pathway to Insight, which I would highly recommend people getting and reading. You can find that on Amazon. So I'm going to kind of turn this over to Anne and give her an opportunity to tell us really more in depth about what life was like for you, um, what did you struggle through, how did you push through, and what was helpful for you.
0: Thank you, Dana. It's lovely to be here. Uh, yeah, you did share some of my story then. I, I did grow up with – I was adopted to begin with, so I think that – that um implants some things inside of a child that they have to work through as it is. But my, both my parents were alcoholic. Um, my mother had cancer. Um, my dad had anger issues. Um, we were always walking on eggshells growing up. Um, I remember saying to myself that this is hell, right? Life is hell. Um, and I wasn't sure how I would get through it. But, you know, I did. I think a lot of us do go on. But I didn't realize how much I held on to all that You know, I I tried things throughout the years. I tried, you know, different diets. I always thought diet really made a difference in a lot of ways, but um, it didn't really make a difference for a long term, right? Things would get better for a week or two, and then I'd revert back to things, how things were before. So it wasn't until I was in my late 30s and I had two young boys. I was a stay-at-home mother And I went to a doctor's appointment, just a checkup appointment, and he asked me what my stress level was, because he could tell it was more than it should be in the situation that I was in. So um, on a scale of eight through 10, of, of zero through 10, I said it was an eight. And he asked me why. And I knew right away it was from finding my mother dead in the bathroom two decades earlier because the tears were still so close. They were just under the surface. And so he worked with me with this technique there in the doctor's office for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from that office being able to tell the story to myself without any emotions coming up.
1: And see, I want want to point out for just a minute here that I run into that with other people as well. My patients that I talk to when they're describing what they're going through and something that happened decades before a trauma that they thought, well, why should that have anything to do with me walking around today? And yet, when we start talking about it in therapy, like you said, the emotions are right there. And it does confuse them as well, thinking, why am I crying about something that happened decades ago? I thought I was past that, when clearly, they were not. Right. We hold it, absolutely. We
0: hold it in our bodies. And one of the the things that also helped me really decide I needed to change was something emotional, something had happened at school with another parent. And I reacted to it so intensely. And I realized, you know, I'm just reacting so much more than any other person that I know. It's like, why is that happening? So that was part of this realization of of just realizing that I'm holding all that emotion inside of me from my childhood still. Yes. So this, it was great to have this experience with him. And I actually heard about EFT three times that week. So I knew it was something I needed (laughs) to look into. So a couple of days after this um, doctor's appointment, I, I had a 17 year old cat that needed to have daily saline shots. And the first time I did the shot, my hand was shaking so much that I knew I just couldn't do this every day. It just wasn't gonna happen. So I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna test out this technique because they say you can use it on anything. So I tapped, Um, this technique is about tapping on meridian points in the body as you're talking through something that's emotional. So I tapped about my fear of hurting the cat, I talked about my fear of injections and my history with injections. And the next time I had to give this shot, it just slid right in. Oh, so all amazing. that nervousness, that- yeah, all that nervousness had gone out of my hand, out of my body.
1: That is amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So at that point, I knew, okay, this technique clearly has um, benefits. It clearly makes a deep change. So I started noticing when I was emotional during the day, and I started tapping when I was emotional and letting that energy out of my body.
1: I, I find this intensely interesting because I myself and I know other people walk around and I can only give, well, I can talk about some other stories as well. But my personal experience has been, I tend to hold stress in my shoulder muscles. And literally I can tell when I'm having a stressful day because it will feel like concrete back there. And just, we very much hold a lot of our emotions, our traumas, and also, you know, a buildup of anxiety and stress in our bodies. I mean, it's, it's very evident.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I started using this technique on everyday things, but I also wanted more. So I knew that you could go back in history. So I started writing down all the emotional memories that I could remember. So they weren't just big traumas. They were little things. They were, you know, the way my dad talked to me, the way my dad shouted at me, all the things that I could remember from childhood. And I actually went through them one each night. I tapped through them. So with EFT, you're just kind of bringing the memory back to minds and, and, then the emotions come back and tap through them until the charge, until the emotional charge has gone.
1: Wow. I like the way that you say you talk about the the small traumas, what we call little T traumas, because sometimes I'll talk to people and they'll think, you know, well, I don't have any reason to be upset because I didn't, I mean, I wasn't raped or I wasn't assaulted. I wasn't sold into, you know, human trafficking. So therefore I don't have a reason to be upset, but we go through so many of those little T traumas on a regular basis that really stay in our bodies and they just follow us around everywhere we go and interfere with our interactions with other people in our relationships now
0: they do but but we i mean at least for me i had suppressed so much over the years i had no awareness i was not aware that i was reacting i wasn't aware of how i was feeling so eft started to actually wake up that awareness i started to become aware of how i was feeling during the day and then like you said with your shoulders like underneath the emotions there's a set of physical yes. sensations right so if we're feeling fear For me, it's in my solar plexus, right? But it might be tension in the jaw. It might be in the shoulders. There's a set of physical sensations underneath when you say I'm afraid. So it helped me become aware of those physical sensations, which is a deeper level. And at that point, you can still tap, you can still use this technique, and you would use the technique more talking about, oh, I can feel this fear in my solar plexus. I can feel this tension in my solar plexus. And you allow that tension to release, and the tapping helps it release. And then you're releasing
1: it at a deeper level than you were when you just talked about the emotions. That is amazing. I mean, just to be able to make that connection that, that what you're talking about is so, so prevalent. I see it in my practice all the time and also with people that I talk to just personally that and there may be probably a lot of listeners out there that are listening to this podcast that are even feeling the tension as they're listening to us talking right now. You know, they're becoming <laughs> kind of aware of their own shoulders or their, their TMJ, you know, area or that kind of thing. We do that. We just kind of push it down we don't really think about it. We're not really aware of it, but yet it, it's in our body. There's a book called "The Body Keeps the Score" by Bessel van der Kolk, and I've read that book twice. It's just a really it's a good one. But it also talks about how we keep it. We might not be aware of it, but our body is, and that's why I just love what Absolutely. you're talking about. I'm very interested to continue to hear what you have to say on how you were able to use the tapping and the meridian points and how it helped you.
0: Okay. Well, let me just carry on with something that you said there. So we actually get taught how to dissociate from those physical sensations in childhood, right? We might see our child with these physical sensations and we might say, oh, you're feeling angry. Right? And then we start to use the, the word, we say, oh, I'm angry, but we forget about the physical sensations that we're feeling. So that's so. But this is kind of reversing that process. It's be- allowing you to become aware again of the physical sensations. I like that, like a reparenting in a way. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know that there probably are some parents there who might be able to say, oh, I can see that your jaw is tense, <laughs> right? And not actually put the word anger to right. it. Right,
1: <laughs> I don't know many.
0: So, um, no, I don't know any. <laughs> but so, I actually um took this to another level because it was during this period that I noticed that my mind was becoming quieter. I'd had, I think, a lot of us have a very busy yes. mind, and we actually cannot even fathom the idea that it can it can be calm. But that was my ultimate goal. I wanted peace of mind. I I didn't want to be reactionary. So. At this point where it became peaceful, I could at that point look back and say, oh, you know those words that I used when I was criticizing myself or judging other people, which I hated. I hated judging other people. I realized that those words were just words that I had been programmed in childhood from my dad. They were his words that I would just play over and over in my mind. But I couldn't see that until they were gone. Mm. And my mind was quiet and I could look back and say, oh, that was dad. It's okay. It's gone now. And it felt, I felt actually like I was living in a different reality
1: at that point. I can imagine so. So once you had that, that your mind calmed down and you were able to really kind of reflect back and you saw that that's not my voice. That was my dad's voice the whole time. It had been his voice.
0: Right. Decades. Wow. (laughs) So I wanted more, you know, I'd come a certain way and I wanted more. So um, I started I was in a group at the time, and the guy in the group said, you don't have to meditate, which felt good to me because I really did not want to meditate. He said, it's all about feeling your feelings. All you have to do is feel your feelings. Well, I was in the group when I started this tapping journey. So at the time, I didn't know what he meant. And he never explained it. I should have asked. (laughs) But anyway, at one point down this road, I thought, okay, I'm going to try and do what he said. What does it mean to feel my feelings? because I had suppressed them for decades, I hadn't allowed them out, but I was just starting to be able to notice them at least. So I would sit, I would stand at the kitchen sink because I was doing the dishes and I would think a thought that I knew had emotion attached to it. And I would try and feel what that felt like. So I would actually hold myself like a statue. I would hold my breath even because if I, if I kept breathing in and out, I couldn't feel that feeling ongoing. So I held my breath. And I felt that tension wherever it was. And I just allowed myself to feel it just to let it be, to express itself in my body. And it was really hard because I wanted to kind of suck it in. I wanted to, I wanted it gone. I didn't want to just feel it. So it took some practice of just feeling it. And then I'd find myself having to take a deep breath and then I would take a deep breath relax a little bit and then I think the thought again okay is that feeling still there does it feel the same and normally it will have shifted it will have de- decreased somewhat or gone somewhere else and I would do it again and I would think the same thought over and over again until there was no more emotion attached to it Wow! at that point that thought is then free so you
1: kind of instead of trying to push it away you leaned into it
0: absolutely yes right very different. And it takes it takes some learning because we, we don't do well, that. And I
1: like the way you're pointing out that, and, and I, I'm kind of relating to this and I've heard other people talk about it as well, that the environment hasn't really been conducive for them to express their feelings. Because if they did express their feelings, they might get verbally attacked or sometimes physically attacked. So they learn to kind of clamp down on any kind of you know, anger or any fear or expressing it because the people around them didn't give them safe space to do that. And so this is kind of like, a, in a way, sort of reparenting and giving ourselves the space and the permission to feel our feelings and to know what does that even mean? How, how do I even do that? Because I've pushed them down so much because of the people around me.
0: Right. I mean, I really think we get programmed in childhood and we just continue to do the same thing over again. Again, I mean, my dad used to say, you know, stop crying or I'll give you something oh, to cry girl, about. I've right?
1: heard that too. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right. So then you, you don't know what to do with those feelings. You can't express them. So you just hold yes. them in and they are stuck inside of us. Oh, man. So then, I, so I started doing this over and over. It, was, it felt like a deeper level than the tapping because I was aware at a deeper level. So then I started laying on the sofa at night and I would bring something to mind that had a lot of emotions. So I I kind of went on to the collective traumas. So like 9-11, the Loma Prieta earthquake, the tsunami, those big things that would happen that had big emotions in all of us. And I would think about that event and just allow those feelings to be to to be expressed in my body just and they would just dissipate they would just dissipate and it just takes um it just takes focused attention for a little while and they will just dissipate that's all they want it's just stuck energy that wants to be released from the body you've just got to spend some time doing yeah, it like
1: they just they want to be acknowledged like I'm pay yes. attention to me, acknowledge me, and then I'll let go. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Yeah. So I just did that more and more. And at some point, I noticed that my awareness actually stayed inside my body, which was really weird the first time, you know, the only way I've been able to explain it is like, if you've got a stomachache or a toothache, you can you're aware where that is, you can feel where that that's, is inside right. of your body. But once that has gone, you can't really put your awareness back to the place that it was. I could actually keep my awareness back inside. And so it was really weird, but I figured it's just the next step on the journey. And um, so I started using that as my technique. So I would move my awareness inside my body and just feel the next place of tension, right? Where's where's it calling me next? And I would do the same thing. I would hold my awareness on this tension. For a little while, accept it, allow it to be, and it would dissipate. And so I would just do this over and over again, just the same way that I was doing on the outside, first with the tapping and then with feeling feelings. It's just at a deeper level of awareness. And at some point, I was able to put my awareness inside my head. It took a while. I worked on my body first, and there's still a lot there. I'm not saying I'm done, (laughs) but (laughs) I was able to put my awareness inside my head and do the same thing. And because you know, I'm now closer to my ears, I could actually hear the release of tension. And I realized what I'm doing is letting go of blockages in the connective tissue or the fascia. And it sounds like old fabric. Ripping. Oh, wow. And the first time that happened, you know, I thought, okay, am I damaging <laughs> What's myself? Going on here? I know. Because, yeah. But again, I figured, okay, so next, next part of the journey so I just kept on and doing it and I could feel my my neck is loosening up, you know, and as within, so without is so true, right? So as my neck is loosening up, I can see in physically in different perspectives that I couldn't see before. But, you know, in the outside world, I can see from different perspectives that I couldn't see. Before. That is
1: that is amazing. And for the listeners out there, Anne has some x-rays on YouTube that I saw where you actually had lines where your, your head was actually shifting. It had kind of started out when you were younger, kind of cocked to the side a little bit, it appeared. And then it was straightening and you have x-ray evidence of changes in your, the structure, the, the bone structure.
0: Right. I mean, my eye sockets have aligned. I've never heard. I mean, I, I didn't even know that was possible. My jaw was way off to the side. And this was just eight years ago was the um, comparison x-ray. It was way off to the side and it's now more centered. And I have scoliosis. Um, so my neck is straightening. Every day I feel more release in the this connective tissue. And my, actually, my whole body was talked. It wasn't just side by side, but it was twisted. So that is all relaxing because this is just a deeper and deeper level of relaxation inside the body, letting go of tension or dis ease mm. in the body. And the fact that we can do this with just the power of our mind, but just with um, focused awareness or focused attention, it, it blew me away when I so- first saw those X rays because I knew something was happening. You know, I could I could sometimes feel my bones relax inside. Right. But to actually see the x-rays was saying, like, oh, wow, this really works. Well, and it's,
1: it's really cool to see those kinds of things, especially for people that are like, they want to keep their mind open, but they're also, okay, now, really, is this really something? And I'm sure you understand that. I understand that. We want to make sure that we spend time on something that is legitimate, that is is really going to work. And because there's all kinds of ideas and all kinds of people out there with ideas and things, and so it's so nice to have something, you know, that that has some proof, something that you can see, some data points that you can actually see yourself. Absolutely, yeah. I mean,
0: it, it really helped me, right? It's like, okay, I I know this is heading in the right direction, right? I know, I, I mean, I know it from the inside. I can feel it, but yeah, to see that physical evidence to me was great.
1: Wow. You know, I want to take just a second and point out that it seems like the majority of people, when they're faced with various pains and stresses and uh, things that are overwhelming them, their first tendency seems to be to avoid. And they'll use all kinds of things. They'll use activity. They'll use sex. They'll use buying things. They'll use substances to try to numb They don't want to lean because what I hear you describing is sort of like leaning into it and accepting it, feeling it and accepting it and leaning into it, giving it space and letting it just kind of release after that. But in general, people don't seem to want to do that. They just want to spray Novocaine on everything and make it go, pop a pill and make it go away. But that's not really effective. I've got previous episodes on my podcast about how avoiding things, especially long term, actually increases physical disease, which I like the way you use the term dis-ease, which is fantastic. I love that. And so I really like the way you're encouraging people to just sit with their own bodies and their own physical sensations and lean into it instead of trying to find a way not to feel it. Right, and you know,
0: sometimes that's really scary, right? Because those those feelings are so immense. You know, sometimes we think that we're actually it's going to kill us, right? But you got to experience it a few times. First of all, you really got to want to change, right? And often there's something that happens that says, "Okay, I've got to do something different." But you've got to experience that a few times, like to actually get beyond those feelings and realize that freedom is on the other side to actually believe that that's the case. And then you can you know, really go into it, then you can really start working with it, because you know, freedom is on the other side. But we have suppressed so much, right, to actually find your truth and be okay with it is really difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a long time to actually be open to a- acknowledging that truth, right. So I, you know, I did a lot of work before this, so don't anyone necessarily go here straight away, but I spent a lot of time tapping on I hate myself because that was my truth. I hated myself. And once I got to the point that the emotion around that had gone, I can say I hate myself and it's totally fine. This It has no power over me anymore, right? But at the time it did. So I had to really acknowledge that at a deep level that I hate myself and it's okay That I hate myself, and I could just let it go. And now it took a couple of hours, probably, of tapping on that over days or even weeks—I don't remember now—to really allow that to be okay, and then then I can move on. It it has no power over me. Wow!
1: So was that when you were tapping on the meridian points, and you were saying that verbally, "I hate myself"? So you were you were pulling up the thought that was associated with that uneasiness in your body or that pain in your body you identified the thought that was attached with it and you were tapping the meridian points and that allowed that sort of an avenue to release
0: I wasn't aware at that point I wasn't aware of the physical sensations Uh I just knew I hated myself right now people will say don't say that right they will try to Have you suppress it, right? You can't say you hate yourself. Well, I would much rather have that hate be out of my body than in it. So if I tap on it, you know, even hating other people, other things, if I tap on that hate and allow that to dissipate, then it's no longer inside of me. And I would much rather it be
1: that way. I agree with you 100%. And you said earlier, the power is gone. So that you got to the point where you could say those words, but their power in your body had gone that it wasn't right. it wasn't a truth yeah. for you anymore it had it had left
0: yeah but i can still say the words and it you know it doesn't it doesn't do anything anymore right i can say i'm lazy i mean i was a perfectionist um you know i can say all these things that were who i was but every time i used to say them right i would feel these sensations i would feel afraid or embarrassed or whatever but once that
1: emotion's gone they're just words that's right they're Thanks. just words. That's a, this is so exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What else do you think the, the listeners might kind of benefit from and on this particular journey and kind of a journey into themselves and what they can do and, and what did you find helpful or maybe some things that you learned along the way that weren't particularly helpful?
0: Okay, so sure. one of the big things for me was the law of attraction. Now, I, I'm not talking about it in the way um, that it's out there in the secret and that kind of thing, but as a universal law. So once I realized, okay, the law of attraction is working every second of every day, every second I'm emitting a signal and I'm attracting back to me based on that signal. So everything that is around me now is a result of the signal that I've been emitting. So... How am I feeling right now? Okay, in this moment, how am I feeling right now? And do I want to attract that back in my future? Well, my answer was pretty much no for a long time. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that gave me the power or the inclination to do something about it. So once I had learned these techniques, right? once I had learned EFT and tapping, it's like, okay, not feeling good right now, so I'm going to tap. I'm gonna let some of that emotion or that energy go. So I'm a little more relaxed in this moment. And that means I'm putting off a signal. I'm emitting a signal that's a little more relaxed. So that's what I'm gonna get back in the future. So that really helped me. Like if I if I reacted to something in the day, I would try and catch myself in that reaction because that is a huge signal, right? When we react and we have a lot of that emotion, that's a big signal that we're emitting. Yes to get back again in the future. So I would catch myself reacting and it takes a little while. It took a while to be able to become aware enough to catch that Mm -hmm. reaction, right? To begin with, it would only be once a day maybe or twice a day that I would actually notice I would get emotional. But as I did this more and more, I became more and more aware and was able to catch myself a lot faster in the process. And then I can change how I'm feeling by tapping, right? Relax a little bit more, and change that signal, and as you do that over and over again, what you attract back into life changes. That,
1: that is awesome. I, I love the way, because you're talking about the awareness, and that's a huge thing that we talk about in therapy, is that unless we're aware of something, we can't do anything about it. You have to have the awareness first, and so when you were talking about that, and then doing the tapping, and I actually uh, was looking at, it was a, a news clip about uh, a school locally here where the teachers were teaching the children tapping to help them deal with their anxiety and their stress throughout the day. And if they would, if their emotions would get too big for them, then they, they were learning how to just stop and identify and do the tapping to calm themselves down to do exactly what you just described.
0: That's great. I mean, I think if we had this in schools, it would totally change our futures because part of I think what we have now you know we replay history over and over again so we're replaying a lot of things I learned at school so if what if we had been in school and we learned about the climate changes that were coming down the road and we had tapped if we had let the fear go at that point so then they just became words right we were just hearing a story of something that is happening, might happen down the road, but we let the fear out, then it's not having the signal, it's not putting the signal out, and it's not attracting back into our future. So, and to me, that would just, that would just change the whole planet. That would
1: be fantastic. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been awesome. So is there anything else that you kind of really wanted to pass along to the listeners about what you've learned or anything that You tried that you didn't find particularly helpful or anything like that?
0: I would love to share a story about awareness. So I didn't know what this word meant when I started this. You know, what does awareness mean? You know, now I know it at such a deep level. I know so much more than I used to know. But to begin with, it didn't really mean anything to me. I had a group before COVID hit and um, we would meet once a week and we would do tapping. But before we started, I would, we would sit in a circle and I would play a series of chimes and I would have each person just experience it in however way worked for them with the eyes closed. And at the end, we would all open our eyes and share the experience. Now the people who had the least awareness would just hear the sounds with their ears but those who had a deeper level of awareness would feel the sound vibrations deep inside their bodies. So sharing that experience allowed those who could only hear it to understand that there is a deeper level of awareness that they can get to that they don't know about yet. Right? So realizing that there, is, there are things that we don't yet know that was one of the things that I really took in during this
1: journey. It's like, okay, I don't know what I don't know because <laughs> don't I'm not aware that. of it yet. <laughs> that, I, I love that, and that, that's just really staying very, you know, open minded. And I always kind of encourage that when I'm talking to, you know, my listeners and thinking about everybody's on a different path. And just because you don't necessarily understand something, or you haven't practiced it yourself in the past, or maybe you don't know anyone who does that, doesn't mean it's not valid.
0: Right. Yeah. So I would start to ask myself, and and this was more about um, spiritual teachers that I would listen to, saying, what if they are right? What are they seeing that I am not? And I allow that to help me on my journey. I, I mean, some people could say that listening to this podcast. Okay. What, if what Anne is saying is right, what is it I'm not yet seeing and that I could become aware of? So that's something that, that could help. It
1: helped me. Yes. And definitely if they, cause I'm thinking, as I'm listening to you and I'm imagining if I'm a listener, cause I'm a very practical person, I'm thinking, okay, this is, that sounds great. What do I do? What's the next step? How do I collect more information? How do I start to train myself? to do what Anne is talking about, because what she's talking about sounds awesome. And I would really like to incorporate that into my life. What is my next step? What is the next thing to do? What would you suggest?
0: Well, there are multiple next steps, and it might depend on your level of awareness, right? If you're just starting out, then during the day, notice, just start to notice how you're feeling during the day. And can you become aware of it and then relax a little bit more? because even that is going to change your signal, right? But if you're a little bit more aware, you can, you can learn something like EFT. It's very easy to learn. You can learn it in just a few minutes and you can do it yourself. So it's very easy, very powerful. And if you're more aware, right, if you're aware of those physical sensations, then you can try that feeling your feelings that I just, we, we just talked through. I do have a demo of both of those on my YouTube channel that you can go to and, um, Listen and see if you can do it yourself. My book that I wrote, "A Pathway to Insight," goes through all the different steps, um, right, to being able to see on the inside, which is what I believe is the original meaning of the word insight. Right, it's just inward sight, being able to see on the inside, yes. which has changes on the outside as well. And you know, I'm just in such a different place than I was, you know, 15 years ago. Right, my mind is quiet right? I have a lot of peaceful, I mean, I love life, right? It's it's just so different than it was back then. It's even hard to to put myself back there because it's just living in a different reality. So just know that that things can change. And, you know, to me, life is, there's so much more depth to life now, right? Both on the inside and the outside, that it makes it really fun. So just know that, that things really can change. That
1: that there's a possibility there. I mean, because when I think of how you described, you know, being adopted and going into a family where both, not just one, but both of your parents were alcoholics. And for people, if there's any listeners out there who are going through something like that, you understand what that means. And that's multiple levels of, of things. And then finding your mother. I mean, we could go on and on about everything that you went through. So for you to have experienced and kind of weathered, all of that, and to come to where you are today um, and be just kind of almost reset, like you just hit a reset button kind of in a way and just like you've decided what your life is going to be, that you're not going to, you know, continue to carry all the triggers and all the trauma from the past, that you found a way to feel it and find it in your body where it's housed in your body and identify it and lean into it and release it so it's it's not bogging you down it leaves you open to possibilities and new things and fun things for the rest of your life that just sounds wonderful to me
0: yeah i mean to me it feels like i am reversing the i mean i guess it could be called the aging process but reversing the tension that i have stored all these years so my body is more flexible than it used to be right so i do believe that it's actually um loosening things you know, we tend to get really tight yes. as we get older, we, we tend to contract almost. So I think this is kind of the opposite and it's releasing that. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the next few decades. Well, I'll,
1: I will tell you one thing, and I was talking to Ann earlier about how I've learned a lot of things in my practice and I practice a lot of things, memory reconsolidation and all kinds of things, but I really haven't put a lot of time into the the emotional, freedom techniques and, you know, those type of things. And I, I'm i going to. I'm going to look into that because I definitely feel like that is something that I would enjoy personally and also to be able to pass that on to my patients as well. And I would strongly encourage any of my listeners to, to at least look into it. I mean, everybody's different, but it's it's worth looking into. It sounds like it definitely has made a difference, and in, in your life. Did you have any last things?
0: Yes, I just wanted to say based on that, there are 1000s of videos online about EFT. But along with a lot of people these days, it's kind of tended towards the positive and people using it for positive affirmations and that kind of thing. But it's the power of it is to release the negative from the body. Now, again, we've been trained to think positive, and it's hard to go to the negative, but absolutely the power is in the negative. It's actually the negative that's stored in the body, right? Because I can see that inside, that's where the tension is. So if you're looking at online videos for EFT, try and stick with the negative. Okay.
1: Because it's almost as if the positive was there at baseline and the negative got added. So we're just trying to release the negative and the positive is going to be there.
0: Absolutely. Right. And as as I'm seeing on the inside, and it's kind of like it was with my dad, once I have let the tension go on the inside, I can see that underneath was light. And at that point I can see, oh, it was dark and now it's light, you know, just like not being able to see my dad's words until they were gone, right? Until I'd gone past that and look back. So yes, the light is underneath, the positive is underneath. Once you let the negative go, that's when understanding and compassion arises. So EFT works on the negative.
1: This has been really enlightening and wonderful. And and I so appreciate you spending your time and and your effort and being willing to share so much of your story and what's been helpful to you to try to help some of our listeners on their path as they're trying to, to find a way to heal and to find that positive energy that they have within themselves.
0: You're welcome. I, I want people to know how powerful we are.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> if anything about this episode has struck a chord with you, if it's been meaningful to you in any kind of way, any listener out there, if you know of anyone, if you have a relative or a friend that you feel like would really benefit from hearing this episode, then I would strongly suggest that you put it on a a social media platform, whichever one is appealing to you, and just really share it so we can grow the Phoenix and Flame community and reach out to one another. This is Dana on uh, Phoenix and Flame. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.